You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Hey, I'm Tamara, and welcome to Many Roads Traveled, the travel podcast that takes you all around the world on my overland trips that I've been doing over the last 30 years to 76 countries. So if you love travel and adventure, please subscribe. And of course, at the end of each episode, there is Tam's Top Tips, which is my up-to-date travel tips for that area. Okay, so buckle up, buttercup, and let's hit the road. Welcome to episode 71 and the second episode in series three about my time in Morocco. If you're looking for travel insurance, booking your hotels, excursions, tour guides, anything really related to travel, and you'd like to help support the podcast, as well as get free lifetime access to my affiliate marketing training course, then head on over to manyroadstravel.com forward slash podcast two L's in Traveled, and you'll also be supporting the podcast through my affiliate links. So you buy something through those links, I'll get a small commission and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So thanks again for listening. Now let's back to the show. Okay, so it's been yet again another crazy couple of weeks. I had my birthday October 7th and then literally two days later got really, really sick which wiped me out for over a week. So just kind of getting back on track now. Oh, I tell you, if it's not one thing, it's another lately. Anyways, I hope you're all well. And now we're going to Morocco. So it was country number 77 for me. Now, if you listened to the last episode, you heard that, yeah, wasn't in great shape back then either. So this trip I just did in June 2022. Basically, right at the beginning of March or into February, I broke my fibula. So I was in a cast in a wheelchair for six weeks, but I also screwed up my knee quite badly. So when I went to England, because this trip I went back to England where I lived for over 20 years. So I hadn't been back for over six years. So it was awesome to see friends. I stayed with lots of friends and everything, which was amazing. Obviously, England was easier traveling with a bum knee. Like I had a cane and a knee brace. Like it was that bad. But in England, like in Brighton, you know, people could come to me. Morocco, of course, I decided to, you know, as usual, go traveling on my own. I had never been to Morocco. So it was like, okay, great. Never had to travel with a bum knee and a cane before. Don't recommend it. (laughs) But I did it. June 7th was Morocco day. So I got the train to London Gatwick for my flight. And because I knew I was on such a limited time, like I only had 10 days in Morocco. So I basically booked everything before I left, like my hostels, my transportation, flights, everything. And again, as you know me by now, I usually travel by land, but I did have to get one internal flight in Morocco just because of time and physical restraints really. Anyways, so I checked into Gatwick, requested my special assistance. They took me to the place where I got my wheelchair and then, you know, on the uh, motorized vehicles in the airport because you get through the customs and security very fast. So I was like, hmm, I might just travel with a cane from here on out. <laughs> I mean, there's always something wrong with my body. So 
would be too much of a stretch, but uh, yeah, it was it was great getting through pretty quickly. And then got on my flight, flew Air Arabia to, from London Gawak to Tangier, Morocco. And of course, all airports were this past summer just crazy. All, literally all my flights were either canceled or delayed an hour or more, like including my flying from Canada to England. Ridiculous. Thinking it's going to be smooth sailing? No. We ended up sitting in the airplane for like over an hour. They kept changing their reasons why. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, luckily I had no one sitting next to me. So at least I had a couple of seats to myself. Anyways, we finally left. It was about, it's about a three and a half hour flight to Tangier. And I'd also had booked a taxi to come pick me up at the Tangier airport through my hostel. Because it was the same price. And I was just like, that's easier. So it was 25 US dollars. It's about a half an hour drive from the Tangier airport into like the city center. So yeah, my driver was lovely. This older guy didn't speak really any English, but that was fine. So in Morocco, they speak French and Arabic and English, probably the top three languages. So I do know some French, obviously, being Canadian, and a few words in Arabic. <laughs> and it also depended on where you were in Morocco, what they spoke more of. So in Tangier, it was more French because they're so close to Gibraltar and Spain, more European influence, I guess. My taxi driver takes me as close as possible to my hostel because I'm staying in the Medina. So the Medina is usually the like older part of the cities and it's like narrow alleyways. And unfortunately for me at the time, anyways, loads of hills and stairs, like just random stairs coming out of nowhere. I did travel like the lightest I've ever traveled for like 10 days. So I literally just had like my day backpack, which I thought was pretty good. So the taxi driver took me to the hostel. Two brothers ran it, with, who were very sweet, Mohad and Oscar. Of course, my room is the very top floor. So literally up four flights of stairs, like kind of were circular. Oh my God. But I mean, that was a ni the nice thing about Morocco. Like everywhere I stayed, the guys who ran the place would always help with my bags and stuff like that. So I'm on the top floors and my room's the only room up there. So I called it the penthouse, of course. So it did have an attached bathroom, thankfully, and my own even personal little balcony. And then right outside my room was one of the areas that everyone could sit at. So there's just like a big table and like a U-shaped seating around the table. And beautiful views of the Med, of all of Tangier, you know, the mountains in the backdrop. So it was absolutely beautiful, amazing sunsets. Kind of got settled into my room about probably around 6.30ish p.m. I was just having to like a smoke, just taking the views in, everything like that. And then this American girl came up to sit up at the table. Her name was Kim, so started talking to her. And then she started rolling up some nice Moroccan hash. <laughs> so I was in the country not even an hour and had my first joint so that was I think a record as well for me for the fastest time in a country getting stoned so that was nice and just yeah just chatted to her for a bit and then a few more people came up so I ended up just chatting to them smoking and having a blast till about nine and I was like okay I'm hungry I want to go eat so I had to do those bloody stairs and like I said there's just stairs and hills everywhere so finally found a nice little restaurant and I had, I think, the best fresh calamari that I've ever had. Calamari tangine. 
like usually all your meals, you get the lovely Moroccan bread and a bowl of olives, mixed olives. And then I ordered like freshly squeezed orange juice. So as I was waiting for my calamari to come, there was a guy sitting at a table like next to me and he started talking to me and he had ordered like these massive tuna steaks. He literally insisted I have a tuna steak. <laughs> so I was like, okay, uh, while I was waiting for my dinner, it was a good score. He was a really nice guy. And then my calamari was so, so good. Like it literally just melted in your mouth. So altogether, it was like, I think, $8, which is great. And then, yeah, just kind of shuffled back to my hostel, get up those bloody stairs. But that was another thing. And it happened throughout Morocco, pretty much everywhere I went. If there was like a really steep hill or steep stairs in the lanes and stuff like that, random people, men and women, would just offer me their arm to help me, along with my cane, to get up the stairs. So super sweet. <laughs> Very, very nice people. And, you know, they didn't harass me. They didn't bug me. You know, and literally, most of them didn't even talk to me. They literally just offered me their arm, get me up, smile, and go on their way. So it was lovely. Got back to my rooftop. There's a few people up there, Kim included. So had a couple more smokes. And then I finally went to bed about 1 a.m. And I had booked a tour of Tangier the following morning with through the guys, the, the brothers. So the next morning I met my tour guide, Mohammed, and his buddy. I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And yeah, I stupidly did not ask how much, like, which is weird for me. I never do that, but I didn't ask. I just kind of trusted the brothers that I was getting a good price, but always ask how much something is before you do anything, like rookie mistake. Anyways, I, I'd said to them, listen, I haven't had breakfast yet. So they took me to like a really fancy, nice restaurant about 15 minutes of where I was staying. So I got eggs Benedict and a big pot of tea. And then the my two guys, they ate as well. And I was like, uh, I hope I'm not going to be on the hook for the, your meals. But I wasn't. They paid for their own meals. So that was good. So my eggs, Benny and tea was like $6. And then we headed out. So I wanted to go to the Cap, which is basically the most northern part of Africa. So we went there and it's also where the Med and the Atlantic Ocean meet. And for me, that was really cool because I've been to the, the most southern part of Africa, series one on that trip, <laughs> about my 16 months in Africa. So yeah, so I'd been to the most southern part. Now I've been to the most northern part and I've also been to the highest point in Africa because I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro to the very top. So that was pretty cool. So after we did that, there's also the King's Palace is near there too. So you kind of see that. And then we went to Hercules Cave, which as the story goes, is that Hercules, to restore his strength or something, like he rested in this cave. And But because it was so steep, and quite slippery rocks down. I was like, I said to Mohammed Turgai, I was like, there's no way I can go down there with my knee. Forget it. So I basically gave him my phone and I was like, can you just take some videos and some pictures for me? So bless it. He, he did that. We did the Hercules cave and then it's really beautiful, like Boulevard Drive to get back into town. So it's very green, lots of uh, beautiful flowers and trees. You know, the, the landscape is quite brown because it's like the mountains, so it's quite sandy. But it's really, really lovely because you have, of course, you have the Med, the sea right there too, right? And you can see Gibraltar when you're in Tangier on the, on the coastline. You can, Gibraltar's right there. So that was kind of cool. And then, of course, they have to do, because they always do it. So anywhere you go, pretty much, and you do a tour, they're going to take you to the tourist shops, right? 
But I did want to look for a couple pairs of like thin trousers because I only brought two pairs and one pair I didn't really like because they were too hot. It wasn't too bad in Tangier. It's probably around 28 to 30 Celsius. So that was okay. But I knew Fez was going to be boiling, which it was. Of course, so we go into the Medina, into the, the markets. Again, so you're in like you know, narrow alleyways and just loads and loads of shops. And I, and I said to them, because I know, I know the drill. I'm like, don't take me to expensive tourist places, okay? Because I'm onto that. <laughs> so just take me to where you shop kind of thing. Of course, they didn't do that. And I'm waiting ages for this guy, you know, in his big store. There's all these tourists in there buying all this stuff, which I'm like, you're paying 10 times what you should be. But hey-ho, I'm not saying a word. They got to make their living. So I did get a mint tea while I was waiting. And then the guy finally brings like a couple pairs of like these trousers out. And I know those are like five bucks maximum. Anyways, he wanted like a hundred dollars for two pairs of trousers and a scarf. And I just started laughing my head off. I was like, yeah, we're out of here. Thanks for the tea. See you later. Didn't get anything. And then they took me to a spice shop because I did want to get some arrogant oil for my skin. It's also good for your hair. So I went to the spice shop. And of course, I get the whole spiel from this guy. But I did end up buying like two big jars of like Moroccan curry spice and um, Moroccan kind of like a garam masala spice. And then these other tea herbal things and some face cream, three bottles of the argan oil, this really cool quartz thing that's supposed to keep mosquitoes away and three bottles, like three little bottles of essential oil, orange. So again, he wanted like 75 bucks for all that. And I was like, no way. So I managed to get it for 50 bucks, which is all right, actually. Oh, and that was another thing. Like I'm in super sunny Morocco. I left my bloody Ray-Bans in England. <laughs> so I had no sunglasses, which really was adding to my traveling experience of no shades and walking with a knee brace and cane. So I was like, oh my God. So, I mean, I was with the guys for about, I would say four hours probably. And then we got back to like near my hostel and I had to get some money out. So I had to go to an ATM. And then I was like, okay, so how much is, I settled on $50 for the tour because like the cap, like the north, most Northern part and the cave, like it is about 15 kilometers from where I'm, the city center. So, you know, we did drive quite a bit. So I was happy with 50 bucks and then I tipped him $5, you know, 10% and he didn't seem too happy about the tip, but I was just like, well, that's tough titties basically <laughs> that's it that's what you get 55 bucks there was a really good syrian restaurant there so um i said goodbye to the guys and then went to the syrian restaurant and had oh my god the most amazing dips there was like a really delicious hummus baba ganoush and then this other one which i can't remember the name of with like that the syrian flatbread which i love and then i got a chicken shawarma to take home back to the hostel for later because it was about like four in the afternoon so i was like well Save me walking back into to the restaurants from the hostel and the, doing those goddamn stairs. I'll, I'll just get eat now and get something for like snack for later. So I did that delicious and fresh mango juice. And that was 10 bucks for all of that, including the chicken shawarma. And also the lady that ran it was so lovely. So that restaurant was called Abu Tasir. And when I had the calamari, it was called Shays Hassan. So you can check those out. Just basically went back to the hostel... Kim was up there again, so we chatted to her for a bit. And then she was like leaving to go to fly to Greece the next morning. So she gave me her Moroccan hash and grass. So I was like, sweet. 
don't even have to buy any. Perfect. And the next morning, I was heading off to buy bus to Chef Shawan, which happened to be my favorite place in Morocco. So you'll hear about that in my next episode. And just one final reminder for your travel insurance, for your booking hotels, tour guides, all that jazz, including my free affiliate marketing training course, head on over to manyroadstraveled.com forward slash podcast. And thank you for supporting the show and listening. All right, now it's time to get back into it. Cheers. And now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. So tip number one, I would say, I mean, you can't, they, they do have a hop on, hop off bus, you know, like a tour bus in Tangier to go to Hercules Cave and, you know, to see all the hot spots, right? But again, just because of my knee, I, I just needed to have a private one, which is not like me. So I think that's 15 euro if you do the hop on, hop off bus, you know, to all the different spots. Or like I said, I paid $50 for like four or five hours I was with them. So I think that's pretty reasonable. Definitely do it because the things to see are spread out. So you do need a vehicle. Okay. And then tip number two, I would recommend that you can book your buses and trains online for Morocco. Just it's a lot easier than having to go to the bus stations or train stations, especially when you are slightly crippled <laughs> like I was. Okay. So that is called myticketservices.com or just kind of Google bus buy bus tickets in Morocco. But yeah, I would definitely do that because it's like maybe like a dollar more or something like that. But it's just so easy to email you. You just have it on your phone and just show them that when you get on the bus or the trains. Okay. And then tip number three is for Morocco budget or say for Tangier. Well, my hostel, which was like I said, was lovely in my little VIP room. And that was called Tangier's Hostel. And that was about $36 or euros a night. Okay, so I would say a daily budget for Tangier or for Morocco, depending, of course, on, you know, what level of comfort or, you know, star level your accommodation is. Mine was perfect acceptable. It's beautiful views, really nice people. That was 36 euros or dollars a night. And I stayed there for two nights. And I would say the average, my meals were between like, say, eight and ten dollars. So you could definitely get by on anywhere between 50 to 100 dollars a day. But if you go for fancier hotels, then obviously a lot more. My tip for solo female travelers, I would say, like I thought, okay, I could probably get away with shorts because I'm on the coast. I, I didn't really feel super comfortable in shorts so brings either like long skirts or thin trousers for sure but that's it I mean you could probably get away with shorts especially on the coast but to feel you know more comfortable I would say kind of cover up but you don't have to wear headscarves or anything like that t-shirts or even vest tops is, is, was fine I was helped throughout my whole time in Morocco by local people so I did not have a problem throughout in Morocco super nice people. Okay, so I think that is about it for this episode. And as always, you can find out more info at manyroadstravel.com. And wherever you listen to me on, make sure you subscribe because you never know when an episode's coming out lately. <laughs> I really am trying to get one out every other Thursday. So I do my best, but you know, life happens. <laughs> so until next time, safe travels one road at a time.